I V M. I have a very special guest on my show today. Someone I was very excited to have. I have been now knowing him for almost ten years. Uh, we keep bumping into each other at events and all kinds of weird places. We even have had several lunches. breakfasts and lunches together. Uh, but uh, the best way to describe him, and I was kind of trying to create his persona so that you can identify who he is, is think about uh, Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible meeting Richard Branson, who's the brand builder at Virgin, and Dalai Lama. <laughs> If these three characters were put together into one persona. that is the man on the show today so you can only imagine how excited i am at the same time i think it's rare to get his time he's a very busy man but uh, like i said we are lucky to have Kiran Kalap on Thank the show you. today. Welcome Thank to the you. show, Kiran. That was an amazing introduction. No, you know, you are a branding man, so I had to figure out how do we brand you. <laughs> What are the three qualities, right, right, which can best describe you? And I think uh, uh, so for everybody uh, over here, uh, he is a yogi and a spiritual teacher, and you know he, he can talk about uh, metaphysics and physics and. Uh, uh you know quantum leaps and jumping and sound and meditation <laughs> and remain quiet so the dalai lama is really flowing through his veins uh he could be hanging on a cliff <laughs> on a remote mountain called el capitan and uh, you know It's while and when helicopters are all moving and that's when you see mission <laughs> impossible and at the same time he could be giving uh, you know his speeches on brand building in foreign universities to governments to large brands and he's the man behind some of the big iconic brands in india including yes all the millennials out here aadhar he was one of the man who was responsible to create the brand and positioning of the udid or UIDAI. the uid <laughs> thank god it was not called uidai <laughs> it's aadhar and uh, we'll learn about it but kiran uh, really really thanks and welcome thank to the you, show Tom. I also found out that you are also a Chembur boy. Somehow yes. I am meeting everybody from Chembur. So I grew up in Chembur. Yeah, I was. We went there in '67. Wow! And uh, you were in Afac school. Oh yes, Afac. Uh, so well, I was in technically a better school. Of course, we keep debating <laughs> that. I was in general education. Yes, yes. So they were like, there are these three schools, and all the people who are alumni of these school, you need to give us a shout out on Twitter. So there is general education academy, which we think is the best. Followed by FX school. FX was just starting there. Yeah, and then there is OLPS. Correct. And then there was this famous school called Saint Anthony's, where yes. all the girls went. Yes. Yes. Uh, so you know, if you are in Chembur, you will largely be part of these three. One of these three. Schools. One of these three schools, and uh, so of course, uh, you know, I I was in school much later than you, but uh, I think there is something about Chembur. A lot of, uh, in fact, I recently met another advertising guy who was in Chembur. So. was there any particular reason or did you think chembur had any influence on you uh, i don't think it was to do with that but it's an interesting point mysore colony mm-hmm. which is also technically in chembur yeah near uh, the refinery yeah at one point it had the maximum number of media planners ooh from the advertising industry mysore colony yeah. wow yes 
I can it's imagine. Strange, I don't no, know how you know, it happened. It's interesting you say that because RBI quarters are in Chembu. Yes. Plus, then there is this Anushakti Nagar. So Correct. a lot of intellectuals. Yes. And then there is the RCF colony. There is the you know all these. So a lot of these Correct. colonies Correct. kind of got in a lot of smart people because you know to get into RBI yeah. or yeah. BARC. You'd... My sister is a very senior scientist in BARC. So, so that's it, right? Yeah. So suddenly there had there was this. This concentration of smarter yeah, people. Yeah. That's what we think. That's our theory. But you know. So great. So you are a Chembur boy. You grew up here in uh, Chembur. But at the age of 18, when, you know, kids are, you know, thinking about girls and foreign <laughs> education, you decided to go to Varanasi to start training in a Vedic school. Yeah. What was wrong with you? <laughs> this was the hippie time. This was what? Late 70s? Early 80s? This is 79. I yeah. went in 79. 79 is when the hippie culture was there. Rock and roll was yeah, happening. Yeah. Bell bottoms. Bell bottoms. Discos. Exactly, right? And slip disc. I remember yeah, visiting was... slip disc. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the time, you know, yeah, where the young, yeah. you know, and everywhere, right? All over the world, this was happening. But you decided to... Not go to Goa or Manali, <laughs> but go to or Varanasi Devlali, yes. or Devlali. But you go to Varanasi. What happened? Right. So, like I was mentioning you earlier to you, that uh, most human beings, when they ask this question about what is the meaning of life, what is truth, what is reality, it is triggered by some kind of trauma. Somebody close to you dies or things happen and then you start doing that. Now, in my case, it was already there. So, at age... 14 or 15. My father was from Goa and I still remember we used to have this strange custom that you stand in front of the goddess. We have goddess Shantadurga there and you hold a question in your mind and the pujari puts uh, petals mm-hmm. on around the goddess and then after a couple of minutes, the petal that falls answers your question. Oh, so and it was like instant answer. You ask ha, a question. Will, will it happen? So the pujari then tells you that because this petal has fallen, you are likely to achieve your aim. So I still remember the question I held in my mind even then, I must be 15, was will I ever know what truth is? Wow. Right. So it is just there. I mean, but I don't think... As a 15-year-old, <laughs> that is not the question. I mean, if I was 15, I was thinking, how can I pass the exam? How can I pass I think then maybe it's just a gift or, you know, it's already there. So by the age of... Uh, and by the what did the petal tell you? That it will happen. Oh. Yeah. So now that you are confident that, you know, <laughs> the Devi has spoken. Shanta Durga. Shanta Durga Devi, yes. So then I ended up, I was a voracious reader. On my fourth or fifth birthday, my dad got me three books. And the next day he went back to the bookseller and he said, I'm very sorry, he's got all three by heart. What <laughs> do I do? <laughs> so he said, he'll eat, heart. Yeah, he'll eat you out of home and hearth. So you better subscribe to a library. library. But anyway, take these three new books with you. So I used to be a voracious reader. I used to finish entire authors at a go. Boss, you won't believe the first time I may have read a book was maybe <laughs> after college. <laughs> yeah. I used so to only they're... reach 21 sets <laughs> because before the exams, the 21 correct, sets correct, used to correct. be the answer. Give the answers to all the standard questions. That yeah. was the only. So I, my theory was textbook is not a Directly 21 yes, sets. Yes, yes. And at that time, you were by hearting books. Yeah. Wow. I think it came from my dad. 
you know many many influences from my and he's he's an artist and he a renowned an, yeah, yeah he was he was one of the best commercial artists in india wow so he came from goa to mumbai yes so one of there are two or three big things that were his influence i for instance uh he became an artist he was what we call an autodidact he was self taught wow when he finally reached metal box they said this is fabulous i we have never seen anybody do uh such work with uh, the spray gun where did you learn it which art school he said no, i haven't been to art school wow so then he had to do an evening course from jj just to have a certificate wow so the question that was asked of him where where is your certificate many years later was asked of me because when i went to banaras i didn't have a certificate wow <laughs> i but, didn't pass my college but again right you know i mean so so why we can call it god gift and other things but uh, you know these things are not very common i mean i have not heard of you know any kid at 15 reading upanishads and mm. uh, i presume you read geeta and bhagavad geeta and all these. even the westerners emmanuel kant sartre all of that and remember that i understood nothing which is why the j krishnamurthy book was such a flash it was like you know something so the whole notion that all of us have a stream of thought but there is something called awareness which is separate from that the moment that thing happened that i realized that that was like a tremendous it was jailbreak it it just opened me up to all kinds so you of never things. had girlfriends i'm oh, sure of course of course oh, you, you yeah, yeah i had a okay. normal okay, adolescent life. <laughs> yeah i was like oh god no 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 aisa nahi na okay then nah, it's so nah. it's like a okay it's this is an intellectual so like i used to play volleyball so this was my hobby of you know so you'll always find me in the field and all right, that fine. in your case your hobby was reading all yes, these intellectual yes. books and i was also i i was used to go to a local gymnasium there was a gymnasium called pavan putra pavan putra yeah and we did i did malkham i did and where was in, in camp sindhi camp where was no there? this was in a village called ghatla oh, ghatla village of yes, course i know ghatla village yes. yeah very very forward thinking so yeah, we yeah, did ghatla yeah. uh, village is behind olps yes so gymnastics some did. of the again a lot of smart people have come from ghatla mm-hmm. village for some reason wow it's an amazing place. so gymnastics malkham um weights yoga they had a great cricket team the ghatla cricket team was also that and wasn't so i did a lot of this i played a lot of kho kho because that is what was yeah, in the kho, kho. yeah of course but you know after mumbai going to banaras i mean like right. in so, my whole life i by the way i went to banaras only last year for the first time with such a that city incredible. has so much energy i went again so this year i went to the kumbh mela by the way awesome so we were lucky to visit the kumbh and we did the kumbh snan and then we again went back Fabulous. to varanasi and after that you realize that man this is where civilization started Correct. right yeah it's and probably the uh oldest uh, unbroken uh, tradition on earth and i think one thing i realized is that this is a city where death and life is like you know having chai and coffee you know it is like you know this is not it yeah. coexists and it is like yeah you know things are happening people don't care you know i mean it is like like i said chai and coffee yeah yeah you know so that's the belief the so the belief about a tirtha when you say tirthasthan the belief is that if you die in a tirthasthan the amount of time you have to spend till the next birth is shortened that's why you want to die there because ah. it's the most sacred city to die 
Wow. That's so right. basically, people are trying to hack this also. That yes. if I die, let's die here. Yes. So that the there, was, there were these two movies, na, about that there is a uh, there is a house where you go to die. die. You don't yeah. have to pay. Yeah. If you don't die in two weeks, then you have to leave. But yeah. No, but it's amazing. And again, you know, I realized that kings had set up their own ghats. So the oh, ghats yeah. were like, Beautiful. people were trying to colonize this, that this is my area and this is your area and this is where. So like. If the, you go in winter, if you go from uh, Varuna ghat or uh, up towards Assi ghat, through the mist, it's these ghats rising is like a magnificent. Oh, the sunrise over there is so beautiful. So I keep saying that uh, it's the only city where you have two suns, one in the water and one in the sky. No, no, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. I have experienced this. Well, it's the only time. city on the Ganges which faces the east. Remember mm, that. Yeah. Ulti Ganga Aha. You know, and Moza. people who are listening to us here that mm. believe me, if you have not visited Varanasi, please do. You have missed something in life. Before your death, I mean, whether you, it's not about religion, it's not about, yeah. it's about experiencing something unique. And uh, I think it is, there is a reason why people like Kiran go to and every, every smart person you ask, they have all gone to Varanasi yeah. for some reason. I ended up there for a different reason, not because of that. So when I had this uh, moment of whatever you want to call it, then I uh, wrote to and the back of the book had an address and the address was in the US. So I wrote a letter and they being... This is Krishnamurti. Yes. So those people wrote back to India and the Indians wrote to me and said, go and meet this lady called Popul Jaikar, who was the vice president of the foundation because she is in Mumbai. So I went and met her and she said, look, you haven't even finished your graduation. God knows what will happen in life. Why don't you finish your graduation and then I'll make sure you go to Banaras. So the day I finished... Which college did you go to? I went to SIS. Okay. So I was again a little ahead of you, Podar. Podar. <laughs> My sister was in Ruya. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ruya and Podar are next to Yeah, year, absolutely. Yeah. So um, the day I finished my practical exams, I was waiting. I didn't even know how to get there. I had a friend whose father was in the railways. He said, catch four down hmm. to Calcutta, get off at Mughal Sarai. Two rupees, you'll reach Naras. Wow. And I stood there uh, as I got in the... My dad asked, what are you going to teach? I said, I don't know how much are they going to pay you. I don't know. Where is it? I don't know. That's, yeah, so, that looks like a good plan. Just go. <laughs> yeah. I, it was like, there was Junoon. That's the only word. You're taken over by this dream. No, but it's amazing, right? I mean, at that time, again, parents was ki engineer ban rahe, doctor ban rahe. Chap. I mean, he, he was way ahead of his time. I mean, yeah. I was supposed to enter medical school. I had got admission, more or less. Wow. But for him to squash that dream and not react to this, and he was way to ahead. Varanasi is like, yeah. did he think that you were on drugs or something? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> huh? He had tremendous uh, faith. Okay. Tremendous faith. Wow. So, when, so, so uh, are, you, are you from this, uh, there is this particular community in Goa, right? Malvan, Brahm, what is it called? This, uh, the CKP or what was it called? Chandrasenya Kaista Prabhu. Yeah, that sorry. is CKP. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That's or there is a particular, they are also very intellectual, right? No. Supposedly. No. No, we are not. Just, yeah. Because a lot of my friends who are from that are like CKP, yeah, yeah, are yeah. like CKP. We are like, eat fish. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Brahmins who eat fish. Yeah, that's how they are more popularly known. <laughs> so that's how I ended up going to Banaras. Wow. 
Yeah. And Banaras that time dirty, crowded, smelly. The city. The city. But this campus is awesome. So which campus? It has is two this? rivers. So Rajghat Besant School, which belongs to the J. Krishnamurti Foundation. So Krishnamurti's whole thesis was that if we want to change society, we ought to change the way schooling is done. And these schools have been around uh, Vishal since 1927. Remember wow. the amount of work they have done. There are schools all over the world. So, uh, any school in Mumbai? Do they have schools here? No, there used to be one in Malabar Hill, but that was a primary school. Mm-hmm. So there are now six schools: one in Banaras, which is called the Rajgarh. The more famous one, known to most people, is Rishi Valley, oh. which is in uh, Madanapalli, where he was born, mm-hmm. next to that. There is schools in Chennai. There are schools in uh, Bangalore. There is one here uh, called the Sayadri School between Nasik and Pune. Okay. So that campus is utterly gorgeous because mm. there are two rivers. There is the Ganges. Which and the is campus the still exists, I presume. Of course, yeah. of course. It's doing great now. The It's currently entirely solar powered. Wow. They have uh, rejuvenated the forest near. And the other river called Varuna, from which Varanasi gets its name, mm. that flows Varuna through. Varuna and Assi, the two yes. rivers who. There are two theses. One is, say, Varuna and Assi, therefore Varanasi. But the more historically correct one is that Varanasi was much more north and therefore it was near the Varuna. Mm. So the campus is 300 acres and it has a, a farm aspect of it. It has, you know, a lot of CSR aspect to it and there is a school and a college. So that part was beautiful mm-hmm. and it is based on a, there is an old fortress there. So I used to take, sometimes surreptitiously I used to take one or two fit boys to do rock climbing on those wow. falls. So rock climbing started already before that? Yes, with Ruya. Oh, I Ruya. went. Oh. I went for a hike with my sister to Kalsubai. Which Kalsubai is a, that time. Today also Kalsubai is like the highest peak highest in Mumbai. Peak, highest yeah. peak. And uh, I reached, I think, first or second. And I said, boss, this is something I really love. Now what happens in Mumbai is that you, if you do trekking, then you normally do it in the monsoon. And during the dry days, you do rock climbing. So that is how I got into rock climbing. And I really loved it. Mm, wow. So there is this mountain climber and rock climber in you. And then there is this monk in you at the same time. <laughs> Again, these are two different personalities, mm. right? So, you know, so they were, so they were always existed. They this always and yang in you, right? Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this I love it. I love it. So I'm, I say, I keep saying that I'm very passionate and very mediocre. <laughs> mediocrely passionate mediocrely passionate about rock climbing yeah no no that, that's amazing and so at the age of 18 you go to Varanasi you start 20 I was 20. 20 you start teaching what subject everything they just wanted people who believed in Krishnamurti more than anything else mm-hmm. I was a published writer I had published something wow. in uh, a newspaper or something like that so they said teach English. So I taught English. I was uh, I was a calligrapher. I had done calligraphy because of my dad. So I taught the entire school cursive handwriting. Mm. I had done gymnastics. So I taught them gymnastics. How many and students were there? 300. 300. Uh, I, I had done some amount of judo. So I taught judo. I taught wow. them swimming. There were two projectors. One of those, uh, one of the school teachers. I remember his name, Damayan Kumar, very interesting person. He taught me to run the projector. So I discovered that all embassies give 
documentaries and films free to schools. Oh. So then there was an explosion of film. <laughs> you went to every embassy and said, Abhi Yes. All kinds of films the children watched. Wow. And but in Varanasi, was there any embassy or you used to go to Delhi? Delhi. And they would come by train, mm-hmm. send it back after two weeks, after showing it. Wow. I had a ball. I was there for four years. It was just easily one of the most so unforgettable. the prime of your youth, right? I yes. Mean, 18 22, to 24. I mean, I'm just taking 18 because that's, you were preparing to go yes, there from 18. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that is correct. You end up in what people take sannyasa. This is what people exactly, do yes. when after it's, they say that, yeah. you know, this is like taking sannyasa. So I keep saying I'm living it backwards. Yeah, so you started your life by taking sannyasa. Sanyas. Yeah. Again, right, this is the rock and roll generation and here you are a cool dude, <laughs> uh, you know, rock climber, gymnast, yeah. who's suddenly talking about seeking truth and finding the philosophy of life. But why Krishnamurti? I mean, there were other thinkers at that point of time. Why Krishnamurti? He's the one with least dogma. Mm. There is no structure of thought that you have to believe in consciousness, superconsciousness. You have to believe in karma. You have to be, there is zero dogma. So he speaks in a language which is absolutely so, day-to-day. So for, for in today's era, how do you compare him to a Shri Shri or a... Sadhguru or a Baba Ramdev. I mean, for people to understand the context today, right? Because I don't, I mean, I, I've heard about him, but I don't know what. So one of my dreams is to get a feature film made on him. Oh. Because his story is, it is an epic story. Okay. Should I tell you the yeah, story? Yeah, yeah. If, oh. if you can tell us in a nutshell. In a nutshell, yeah. So there is this society called Theosophical Society, which was started in the 19th century and they have their own books and they have their own predictions. Mm-hmm. So they had predicted that there will be a world teacher in the 20th century. Wow. And they had a gentleman called Ledbitter who had given the task of choosing the vehicle, choosing this person. Mm-hmm. And he found Krishnamurti on a beach in Chennai. Mm-hmm. His father used to work for the Theosophical Society. So Annie Besant adopted him, mm-hmm. took him to the UK and he was a normal person mm-hmm. till his brother died. He had taken his brother with him. Mm. And then he went through all kinds of things. They had created a team of 43,000 people called the Order of the Star. Wow. This sounds like a cult. That's what I'm saying. There were 500 acres given to him in Holland with castles and things like that. And they said there will be a time when he'll come and he'll tell you the truth. So the opposite happened. It was a place called Omen in Holland. He went on stage and even today, I get goose flesh when I read that mm-hmm. a speech. He said, truth is a pathless land and nobody can take you there. So I'm dissolving this order of the star. It was mayhem. Because wow. those 40,000 people didn't know what to do because they were supposed to get their identity from this. So this is way before Rajneesh then? Way, way. And he gave away those 500 acres. Wow. So when you're asking me, so I have met many saints. Mm-hmm. My father used to meet one gentleman called Guloni Maharaj who was from Pune. There is a very famous uh, gentleman called Nisargadatta Maharaj who used to be in the lanes of Girgaon. I've met him. And having observed and I've read somebody, so I have created my own three formulae for recognizing a true saint. Wow, so you have a formula for recognizing <laughs> saints. Guys, this is what we want <laughs> given that India is currently all these Babas who are <laughs> yes. We need to know. We need to decode yes, this. Yes. So, first is 
they never ever own anything in their name. Zero. Mm. Krishnamurti, we had to buy clothes for him because he never had money with him. There was nothing in his I name. I can already eliminate three things <laughs> from the list. Uh, when he went from uh, country to country, we had to say, keep this currency with you in case you need it. Okay. They never ever prescribe. They never say, eat veg, don't eat veg, have long hair, don't have long hair, get married, don't get married. Zero. Well, we have saints who are prescribing you bottles and tails. So clearly that also eliminates yes. them. And the third is they never charge money for their wisdom. Mm. Never. Well, you know the famous <laughs> silence course for which you pay $300 per day. <laughs> that was the most amazing marketing I have really? ever seen. You know, hats off to uh, Shri Shri. <laughs> you can make people pay yeah. you money to to be so silent. In my reckoning, Krishnamurti is the, in the history of human mankind, is a person who has spoken about what he believed was true. You know, it's amazing. I, like I said, I've spoken to so many people. Not even once his name has come up. I'm surprised why. But, you know, people have spoken sure, about Sure. So about, I'm working with them on that. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Not even one. This is the first time I'm hearing about Yes. That, I, that is exactly why I said that I, my dream is to get a. Filmmaker made on him because you don't even have to write the script. The script is there. Yeah. No, I mean, more than, I mean, I think it's it's good to you know at least from at least the audience over here and the people I meet, we can talk about him because, like I said, everybody talks about to a large extent Osho, you know, and of course, uh, while he had his 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 gray side, but there were a lot of amazing things he did for the sure. for the world. But Krishnamurti somehow has never. But again, the other person people talk about a lot is. Autobiography of a yogi and that whole yes. uh, yeah. the Paramhans or uh, Paramhans Yogananda. Yeah, Yogananda. Yeah. yeah. So that's another. Uh, yeah. So I spent four years. So I have to many people who now read his books. They say, "Oh my God, you met him." I said, "Yes, I had to walk with him because you met Krishna Murthy." Yeah, yeah. I I walked with him. I've eaten with him. I've slept in a room next to his. All of that. And, and that he was, used he to was in India or UK. That was. He was what is called as peripatetic. So he used to travel throughout India, then UK, then Europe, then US. Mm -hmm. That's how he would keep. So he would keep speaking in everywhere. And everywhere there are schools. But when he said that there is no... Truth is a pathless. Truth is a pathless land. land. So people said, now what? Now there is no truth. So why is there a need Correct. for a guru? Correct. So he's, he always said, I am not a guru. Okay. So, even when I went there, I did not go to meet him. Because he had already said that you have to follow your own path. Hmm. Here are the ways in which you inquire about yourself. This is the way to inquire about yourself. So, hmm. he was saying there is a tool. You apply it. Carry on. So, initial years, he didn't even get photographed. Hmm. He looked down upon people putting garlands on his photographs and things like that. Very little of that. Even hmm. when you go to the school, you will not see any of that. Wow. But one very good thing happened that your quest for truth was fulfilled. You found the answer. Yeah, I mean, it the is the process. <laughs> that it is the pathless land. So you said, Abhi, isko yeah. chodo, let us go and jump into the great world of advertising. Correct. So, no, both my parents were ill. Okay. And uh, it wasn't right. One had cancer, one had Parkinson. There was mm. no way I could have avoided that response. And I was very close to my dad. Very, very. He was like yeah. my best friend. Yeah. 
So no, when I, I mean, came back, amazing guy. I mean, like at that age, letting you go and oh. pursue this is like I mean the things of. I learned from him, from observing him, were tremendous. For instance, independence. At age thirteen, he looked after the family. Wow, his entire family started working. So I also wanted to. Work. I mm. at age fifteen, I started. I in the holidays, I did research work, mm-hmm. or I went and. He used to do uh, a few of the Amar Chitrakatha comics. Wow. With Uncle Pai and... Uh, yes, yes. So then I said, why don't I go, because I have good handwriting, go and write the comic book. For mm. a, so for a couple of months, I did that. Oh, so you wrote a lot of the Amar uh, and Tinkle. Uh, that little... Supandi. Yeah. <laughs> His covers for... Uh, some of them are very beautiful. Mm-hmm. So one is independence. Second was the way he treated my mother was unbelievable. She was ill most of the time. But it it never he never ever made us feel that there is anything wrong with that. He was the first who would wake up in the morning. My sister recently told me that he used to give her an honorarium. This is 1950s. Wow. Saying, look, you work as hard as I do. You should have some money for yourself. Wow. So those were things he he really cared very little for what society said. So when people asked why has he gone there, I said, he said he'll have to. I'm. He said I'm very sure that whatever he does, he'll be the best at that. That's hmm. it. That was his answer. Wow, amazing confidence. Huh? Yeah, amazing, amazing confidence. Yeah. The Vishal Gondal Show will be right back after this break. Hello and welcome to a brand new and exciting week on IVM. We'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors, Storytel and Paytm Money. This week on Cyrus Says, author and poet Jerry Pinto talks to Cyrus about how Bombay has been a muse in his writing, his unique teaching style as a professor, his sleeper hit novel M and the Big Whom and more. Also check out the special Q&A edition of Cock and Bull that we did with Cyrus where me and Amit Doshi sat down and asked him a bunch of questions for an hour. It was a lot of fun. It's the 100th episode of the Pragati Podcast. On this episode, the tables have turned. Pawan Srinath occupies the guest seat and Vinona Laisram serves as the host. She talks to him about his last decade of working in public policy and recording 100 podcast episodes. On Business Next by Bloomberg Quint, Govindraj Ethiraj talks to the co-author of the best-selling book, Fish, Harry Paul. They talk about the importance of a culture of excellence in an organization. On our brand new show, The Origin of Things, Chuck narrates a story of an industrious town, the effect of war and employee benefits before it was cool. Will you be able to guess the brand before Chuck reveals it? Listen in to find out. On Water Player, Akash, Mikhail and Siddharth analyzing the ongoing World Cup matches and also the trending topics of other sports. On Not Just Dhansak, Persian talks to Vera Springett about how Parsis exchange food recipes online. On Keeping It Queer, Naveen and Farhad are joined by Mahima Kukreja, who led the bandwagon of the Me Too movement in India. They discuss the movement and its consequences. On paperback, Satyajit and Rachaita talk to Mansi Shetty, the founder of What Are You Reading Today? about her mood-based book recommendations. And with that, let's continue on with your show. So at the age of 24, you came back then? Correct. You mm-hmm. found out the truth? <laughs> so since I was writing comes as easily as breathing to me I said when I came back I had friends from college who had gone into journalism mm. so I could either go into journalism or advertising and I thought advertising was better because I was already exposed to so much art I used to paint at home I used to draw at home which is how I ended mm. up in but wasn't advertising always had this negative thing you know I mean, 
एडवर्टाइजिंग वॉज नॉट रियली कंसिडर्ड दैट टाइम अ सीरियस करियर ऑप्शन यस journalism yes. definitely was yes. but i don't think so advertising so my uh, the same thing happened the same mamas who said why has he become a priest they also came to my dad and said we feel so sad first he was a priest and now apparently he makes copies in courtrooms uh, uh, so he said <laughs> <laughs> my dad had to explain that copyright does not mean <laughs> copywriter <laughs> लंबे बाल you know people are smoking and yeah, you know yeah, that whole yeah. no, no because of alec there were so many of these talented actors and actresses yeah, yeah, i was surrounded by these good looking men and women exactly and there was this boy from chimbur with oiled hair and tight terrycoat <laughs> pants <laughs> and <laughs> what was doing last job was uh, <laughs> a school teacher <laughs> in varanasi in teaching Varan. people meditation <laughs> and yeah. rock climbing so they used to have a, a copy test mm-hmm and i did that copy test and the reason me being me in that copy test i did visuals ah i did not just write the copy i wrote, drew the full ad oh and then uh, my father had a super boss called hasan taj who mm-hmm. had worked in lentas mm-hmm. so my dad said why don't you go and meet him so i went to him and he said what do you want i said no i just want somebody to read my copy test and tell me whether it is good or bad mm-hmm. so he called up whoever there was in lintas at that one time and said this is my request that there is this boy who has given a copy test can somebody check it i got it wow so do you remember what was there in that test calif of course what was it oh there were many things there was you were supposed to write a story and i still remember i wrote the story without picking pen up from paper mm-hmm. full six pages of a story just flowing you could just keep writing a story yeah 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 wow. with a nice twist in it and then wow then you had existing ads of city bank and then you write the fourth and the fifth in that series mm. that's when i drew the picture ah ye teen ads aa gayi iske next kya tha kya hoga so i drew an ashtray wow and there was stubs in it and said that is this how you your bank treats you Wow. Why don't you try City Bank? Wow. So the great Alec Padamsi, you know, he recently passed, passed away. Yeah. Uh, you know, he is considered pretty much the father of Indian advertising from a create. I mean, creativity yes. is what he kind of. Yes. So did he end up being your kind of your first boss? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He had that trick because it 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 wasn't very big at that one time. He had the trick of working with a person directly, creative person directly, and sussing out for himself whether he was good or bad. Hmm. Remember that Alec was easily the best television thinker or film thinker. Mm-hmm. Now there is a twist in advertising. When an ad is released in a newspaper, there is something called a key number, where the advertising agency's name appears. Name आता है ऐसे नीचे लेफ्ट में. So all clients who read that ad know who has done Disguise. it. This guy. But if it is in cinema, because that time cinema was big, cinema or TV, nobody knows. Mm. so in a way even though alec was the best thinker in film because he was trained in london 
nobody knew this what people knew was agencies like rediffusion which had big ads yeah. in their number up so he took me under his wing made me taught me how to write scripts how to give them that twist he used to meet at his home meet in his car all those kind of things wow so obviously i passed that test mm. and then got to work on surf मॉरिस ड्रेक he was the one who pushed this idea that you needed this kind of a cutting edge thing for sure so mm. and then alec and he together and there was another person called usha bhandarkar who was my immediate boss mm-hmm. she was also tremendous learning from her she mm. i mean if alec taught me that there is no replay button in real life then she taught me to be grounded wow yeah so there is no replay button in real life that's Because such a sure he used to rehearse 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 everything I remember we had one very challenging work where we were presenting to the uh, export council in in Delhi, mm-hmm. and I showed him all. We had four campaigns, and he loved all of them. And he said, "Now go, I have to practice." So at two in the morning, he was standing in front of a mirror and practicing how to deliver this. How campaign. to present? Yes. Mm, wow. I mean, Steve Jobs. You know, he yeah. used he. the keynotes we all see this is why used to ah, they are so good. Keep training on. and you know keep getting the finish out. so you go from trying to find truth then you find truth and then there is no truth <laughs> and then you go into advertising which is all trying to all twist the truth and present it is very well put <laughs> <laughs> trying to present truth because you have a truth to koi hai nahi so fir there is no point on i trying to present something <laughs> truthfully so advertising was the best career for you yeah. because of the writing i think because i could write well no but the, i had other other advantages one is i could understand art mm i could speak three languages i could i could create in marathi hindi all of that so those are advantages so no, but my point is that again right this is the time when advertising itself was getting born there was nothing yes you know early days of doordarshan early days of television early days television of television was 82 82 okay okay because 82 was your asia Asian that games. is when the that thing exploded yeah. so 82 is when the era of english copywriters ended or the start or the end began there mm. because television does not have language exactly right it is two words or three words so if you look at people like piyush pandey they were the ones who rode that wave mm. of television because your thinking for television is totally <laughs> different which is exactly what's happening now because thinking for digital is totally different yeah they forget words you have one second yeah, to communicate absolutely. in a minute absolutely right so you are thinking of a very different kind of communication so lintas uh, was in mumbai but then you went 80, to calcutta yes i became creative head of calcutta 86 to 88 where i met my i hired my wife ah, to be wife okay <laughs> and this is lintas calcutta lintas calcutta yes but calcutta mein kya hota tha there was only one company i was understand itc was still there <laughs> like what was there in calcutta there were enough at that there was burger ITC was take, uh, we, I mean we won ITC while I was there. 
we had Berger, we had Polar Fans. Polar Fans was a big advertiser. Mm. That was Kit Ply. So we had this right mix of promoter-driven companies and multinationals. In Calcutta. In Calcutta. Wow. And yeah. I, I remember that, you know, Calcutta was always considered at a very prestigious posting for advertising special. Yes. If you HTA were, was big there. HTA was probably the Calcutta office of HTA, which means JWT. Was probably the Thompson ha- Associates, yeah. yeah. So it was a big thing for me because I had been in business only for three years to go and lead uh, an office was big. So I know I, uh, this might sound a little strange. How did you find dealing with capitalism? Because before this, you were all, you know, yeah. socialist, communist, all world is equal. No money is required for anything. I, so this was, now like, you are entering the hard world of hardcore yeah, but capitalism. I don't think I saw myself in any particular stream. So even when I had gone to Krishnamurti, it is not that I'm rejecting this other world. I'm perfectly okay the way you want to live. I really, even today, I rarely look outside. I said, most. This so, but is when the you way. started your job at the ashram in Varanasi, I doubt they paid you anything for that. They paid. I mean, it was not ashram. It was a proper residential school. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a residential school. It has the central board exams. So it's a full-fledged school. Okay. It is different in the sense that you teach more through observation and less through rote. Okay. There are no exams. There is zero capital punishment. That's not capital why, punishment, zero punishment. That's why I call it ashram, right? Because <laughs> school is about ragada maro, paro, yes, exam do, true, paso. True. This is not, this, this was a very... There is a lot of... An emphasis on observation of nature, observation of your own emotions, mm. uh, observation of human mm. behavior. But you know, so I have two boys, you know, 14 and 10. And if you ask them, Tumko life mein karna kya hai? you know what their answers are? They all want to be billionaires. <laughs> Not millionaires also. Billionaires directly. And how will they do it? They all want to be famous on YouTube. Uh, one Or they want to be a footballer. Or they want to play games. So the point is that nobody wants to, at least I have not met any kids of, you know, this age who are trying to seek truth and trying. No, but to, I have. I, I have. You have. In fact, yeah. In fact, after this little YouTube thing that happened with Ranveer, I've got lots of youngsters coming and meeting me from as far as Delhi. Ooh. That's amazing. Somebody's come from Raipur. Wow. These are all youngsters who are saying we need to do that. So, I, Vishal, I think it is, I'll tell you, I have this, let me take a little digression. And it's my favorite story, class mm-hmm. 7. God created earth and then after a month he called one of his assistants and said, okay, listen, I've created this new species called human beings. Just go down and tell me what percentage are happy. Then that guy went for research. Then he called another guy and said, Go down, I've created this species called human beings. Go down and find out what percentage is unhappy. Mm. So after a month, assistant number one came and said, Sir, 90% are happy. Mm. Then the other guy came and said, Sir, 90% are unhappy. So it depends on what you're looking for. If you look, for instance, this uh, beautiful uh, web page called The Better India, Mm -hmm. then you'll see... Only good stories. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is your frame of mind. Correct. You know Correct. what you yeah. what you think is what you seek. Yeah. So my favorite quote for this is, or my favorite incident is that whenever you are trying to buy a car or a vehicle, 
you'll suddenly start spotting <laughs> that in the road. Correct. It has happened to me all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely. And it has happened to a lot of people I've spoken to that if you are trying to buy this new Mercedes C-Class, suddenly on the road, you will only start seeing that car and Correct. your brain will automatically, you will see it in the signal. You'll suddenly feel this so to me at that point in time, this job was my ticket to looking after my parents, wow. looking after my father because Parkinson's takes up a lot of care. Got it. You have to have the right people and all of that. So that you all. moved to Calcutta, you get married in Calcutta itself or you came Cal- back? No, came back here. So we got married in Calcutta and here. Okay. And and she was from Calcutta? Yes. Or, or she's from Calcutta, sorry. Yeah. And now they moved here also. She's moved here. And from Lintas, how did Clarion happen? So, I had become uh, the creative head of one part of Lintas. And Clarion said, why don't you become the head, national head of Clarion. Mm. And Clarion was this large advertising agency. It was the oldest, uh, big format. There are smaller, other older agencies. And this was the time when the agency used to do everything. Ad banana, ad place, Kanabi Yasani ki media agency. Correct. Creative Studios, agency. I mean, they had their own photographers mm. who shot in those studios or shot outdoors and then they processed everything. Mm. Huge. So they had their media department, they had their studios, they had event management. So uh, one of the floors in Calcutta for Clarion was so high, you could build an entire exhibition there wow. and show it to the client. See, this is how it's going to look. It was a large format agency. It was the only Indian agency. It was the only agency where every single employee had shares, their own shares. And one of the reasons why it went down was this constant uh, fight between mm. the union and the management and the board and all of that. No. But you, know, you always, I don't know, you always consider that part as your biggest failure for some reason. And again, you are coming from a school of thought that there is no truth. So there is no right and no wrong. So there is nothing which is a success or failure. (laughs) So why do you consider that as a failure? Not failure as saying my failure that. So what you're saying is everything was right. We had some of the best, uh, what you call accounts. We did SR or positive attitude. We did Philips of a mind-blowing thing. We were doing uh, fabulous work in Delhi, in Bangalore, and Calcutta. ITC, we had huge ITC. We did a lot of work on Gold Flake. Uh, and I wasn't mature enough mm-hmm. or I wasn't financially savvy enough to manage that aspect, which is an internal aspect. Mm-hmm. Today, if you had asked me, would I have been able to do it? Yes, easily. Because okay. I have greater understanding of what is cash flow, what is receivables, what is deliverables, mm. all of that. So there is, let's say, wistfulness or sadness that mm. something so valuable mm-hmm. suddenly went down. So traditionally in advertising, people either came from the creative background, NID or movies or Correct. that was one thing or they came from the management, MBA, yes. who, who used to come into advertising. Yes. Uh, you were again a very, very different wrong side of the tracks you know you were like coming into advertising how did you cope up in this industry and what were your challenges did people say no this is again i think uh what we call a deceptive echo chamber Mm. there is no such thing i mean there are several oddballs in advertising who 
there are people who will work only from 9 to 5 there are people who will work only late night there are people who will stay away and then come back with a great idea it accommodates all kinds of people mm. so i it was nobody ever nobody ever said oh you stick out like a sore thumb all they were interested in does he deliver mm. can he write can he think can he ideate yeah because it was a very high stress job right Absolutely. because campaign banana hai kal ad launch ho raha hai aaj ye nahi hai wo yeah, nahi hai yeah. Lintas was always called the strategic high command. That they were very good at strategy. Okay. And he had got in another great called Kersi Katra, who actually ended up being a very good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Kersi Katra used to run a famous agency called MCM mm-hmm. many years before, many years before. And uh, I was interviewed when I left. And I said, it is like uh, giving up strategy is like putting lipstick on a gorilla and Passing, <laughs> passing him off as a ballerina. So that, Alec called me up and said, you shouldn't have said that. I said, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really very good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but you you became rivals, literally, right? Because Clarion and Lintas, I think you were always competing on all the big brands. Not really. Not really? There are enough. All top 10 compete. Okay. It's not, there is nothing direct. Okay. So there are some traditions where somebody who has left mm. the NC goes back to the people with whom he has had a good relationship, the clients, and then yeah. pitches all that I didn't yeah. do. So in today's era, it is said that the creative guys dominate advertising. So Prasoon, uh, Piyush. Correct. These are all the heads of agencies. There was a time when the head of agency was not really Absolutely the creative right. guy. It was always Absolutely. the business, business guy. The business guy. Yeah. Uh, your era was the business era or the creative era? When business. Were, business. The business guys used to run. In fact, I remember somebody asked Alec as that, how come there is no creative person in your management committee? Oh. And what did Alex say? They are He's, normally irresponsible. <laughs> They can't be taking financial decisions. They are on they are on weed every time. <laughs> they are. <hard. laughs> yeah. no, that, that, that was a, a big big yes, shift, yes. right? So well, some of, I think, uh, in 1977, was the year when the maximum number of I am Ahmedabad graduates joined advertising. Exactly, I am Ahmedabad, and all these guys were and Lintas had a big chunk of them. Mm. So the the client and the agency were peer group. Ah, brand Correct. So now you realize that as I have this phrase called that the human mind is the most expensive real estate on earth. And mm. now you have everybody vying for that real estate. And that's exactly. why you need to be creative. This strategy. You can't even have strategy because there are many things that have changed. Uh, one of the big differences now with social media and all of that happening and technology being cheap is that uh, your competitor comes from unexpected sources. Yep. 
So you are very happy running a hotel chain and then Airbnb comes. No, I mean, I believe we are competitor is not even a company. Like for Goki, when I say who's yes. our competition, our competition is laziness. So the, the reason people stop using us is not because they suddenly started using another product or went to the gym. They just opted out. They are just lazy. Yeah. You know, so we are not fighting going, you going to another brand. Correct. What we Very are well fighting said. is Very well said. human laziness. Absolutely. And by the way, you know who's Netflix competitors? They have identified this. They are competing with sleep. Yes. So their yes. point is the only reason people stop watching Netflix is because they have to go to sleep. Even chewing gum. Chewing gum has gone down down the tube because people are now using selfies and their yes. mobile phone. Mobile is phones. Boredom is killing boredom, right? Yeah. yeah. Chewing gum was bore chewing gum gage. Ah. So there are many things that uh, so you can't even rely on a strategy that will last you for any mm. length of time. So you are now relying much more on the ability to come up with a thought that engages people. So, so while all this was happening, you wrote your first book. This yes, 2003. 2003. Because 99 when I started Chlorophyll, I had a sense of independence, right? Now I'm on your own. So Clarion shut down. Clarin didn't get shut down. It got bought over by Bates. Okay, Bates. Okay, that so was ninety nine. Ninety nine. So after that, you decided that now I need to move to Mumbai from. No, oh. I was in Calcutta only for eighty six to eighty eight. Okay, okay. Clarion. Okay, you were here. You yeah. were here itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you decided to start up Chlorophyll. Yes. Why the name Chlorophyll? Interesting. So one of the things I was very clear was that we weren't going to be an ad agency. We would be a brand consultancy. And one thing for a brand, as a, for a consultant, you must first practice what you preach. Mm. So one of the things we used to tell our clients or had, we had decided we would tell our clients is that you need to have two or three things on which the brand should be based. Mm. And then everything else should come out of that. The name should come out of that. The logo should come out of that. The way you behave should come out of that. So we had put down efficiency, creativity and not drawing attention to ourselves. Oh. Efficiency, because I was very clear that I didn't want a large, even today after 20 years, we are just 30 people. Mm-hmm. Always wanted a small creativity, because without that, you can have nothing. Mm-hmm. And not drawing attention to ourselves. So we said we will not put ourselves first. Our work will speak, our clients will speak, etc. So we have never ever, for instance, entered for any awards, mm-hmm. because we don't believe in that. So the first name we thought of was SALT. Salt is phenomenally efficient. Okay. The smallest error in husband and wife or wife and cook will fight. But it's not very creative. Mm-hmm. Because I was an organic chemistry graduate, I knew... <laughs> <laughs> organic chemistry bhi tha. Oh God, I forgot that part of you. Oh God. <laughs> That's why I thought of chlorophyll. Because chlorophyll apparently is one of the most efficient molecules on earth. Mm. Even when a single photon falls on it, it starts photosynthesis. Mm. That's how the plants... Correct. And creativity means joining two things and creating a totally new one, Mm -hmm. which is what it does. Carbon dioxide, water, life, everything comes out of that. But you know, again, you created this new animal, right? Brand consulting company because advertising agency... Correct. Correct. And I remember this was the time when Wipro had this new sunflower logo. Yes, yes. And people told me that they have spent some $1 million in making this logo. And I was like, what the crap? I'm sorry. I don't know if they use that logo. I, I agree. But and the thing said, applying thought. I said, who applied thought to this? 
But the the only reason that campaign was talked about is because they paid some consultancy yeah. company a million dollars at that time. Absolutely. And there were some French or pata nahi kahan se wo. He is he is a Bengali. Oh, Bengal. Mm. Not but from India. In, no, but he lives in France. Okay, he lives in France. So they paid a Bengali from France. To paint a sunflower ke upar <laughs> rainbow, right? That's what was the thing. Absolutely. And once, and I remember seeing that campaign, and I was like, "What is? Why would Vipro pay?" Yeah. So, so you were trying to basically compete with them at that point of time. They were yes. like this brand consulting company. Correct. Correct. So most brand consultants are award-winning, very good designers hmm. who have become brand consultants. In our case, that wasn't the hmm. starting point. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any award-winning designer starting for us. So, like, uh, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know Yves, Yves Bihar. Yves Bihar as the fuse uh, fuse cell project. He's the guy guy who designed Jawbone and a lot of oh, okay. other consumer things in Silicon right. Valley. Right, right. So that's this. There isn't the our DNA is different. It's not okay. about design. So, so how, how, there are quite a few. Uh, so if you think of uh, a design company. Their end product, hmm. the outcome of what they do, is a design. There are a lot of projects we have done hmm. where the output is sheer strategy, brand strategy. Oh, so, so when can Tata you, can Motors you give an example of that, yeah, yeah, Tata Motors, Tata Motors truck division, hmm. when they came to us, they said, "Look, uh, just five, ten years ago, we were a duopoly. Above this, India's was us. Below was Ashok Leyland. Now suddenly, there are twelve competing brands. We are sixty percent market share." Hmm. The Japanese have landed. The Swedes have landed. The Chinese have landed up. How do we retain market share? Mm-hmm. We spoke to some two thousand five hundred fleet owners, drivers, mechanics. All of those. I actually drove with a, a truck driver from Pune to Mumbai. It took eight hours, mm-hmm. and watched what he was doing when he waited at the. There was no GST then. When he was waiting, Octroy, what did he do? All of those things to understand this animal, mm-hmm. and then we came up with a strategy which was finally boiled down to one single line, and then we had to activate that. So we sat with their cross-functional teams and said, "Look, if you follow this strategy, these are the changes that have been have to be done." Mm-hmm. And what that, was what was the strategy change you did? Fundamentally, not see yourself as a trucking company. Mm-hmm. but as a company that lubricates business because the new uh, if you look at the new age fleet owners that's mm-hmm. what they do they don't worry about isme oil dala ki nahi they're looking at i have 100 trucks mm-hmm. how do i make the maximum money out of it what about waiting time what about uh, what kind of tires do i have so they have a much more longer term vision about their business mm-hmm. so this brand should now reflect those mm-hmm. truths And and your first book was then on what you you were briefly mentioning about? Oh, those are it is a book of fiction. It's called Halfway Up the Mountain. Halfway Up the Mountain means mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> the Medi- mediocre genius, <laughs> medius ochris. Okay, medius ochris means halfway up the mountain. Okay, so there the what I'm positing is that we normally mistake talent for creativity. Mm. talent so, is different creativity is different right so picasso taught us a new way of looking at invented cubism which means you could look at a person and see what is at the back of his head or whatever it was that cubism said so it's a new way of looking at reality but as a human being he was very destructive right several of he had i think six wives or six 
partners, two of them committed suicide, two went mad and so on and so forth. So that's the whole point. And it was based on this very beautiful shloka, which I learned in Rajghat. Mm-hmm. It's called Manobuddhya Hankara Chittani Naham, which is a six verse song by Adi Shankaraja. Wow. So and what does this mean? So it means the, what is the nature? I'm neither mind nor intellect, Manobuddhya Hankara Chittani nor consciousness. So then who am I? That's, it's a beautiful, very strong song. Mm-hmm. And so in the book, there is this young girl whose father knows he's going to abandon her. Mm-hmm. when she's nine and he feels that the only thing that can stand her in good stead is this shloka wow. this song so he keeps teaching her that song and as she grows up as other men abandon her her husband her son goes off to study music how she evolves and she learns the truth of that shloka mm. wow it was first then I in 2007 I wrote uh, Two pronouns and a verb. Two pronouns and a verb means I love you, I hate her, she loves me, or who am I? Which is the same thing again. But uh, that was based on Ayurveda. In Ayurveda, you have three psychosomatic constitutions, Vat, Pit, Kaf. Yeah. And each one, when you are one of those, the way you remember things, the way you see things, uh, which sense is predominant, how you dream, all of it is different. Mm. So there are three kids who grow together, one girl and two boys. And there is a lot of twist in the story. So as they grow up, how they perceive the world. But why did you not write a book on advertising or branding? That's coming in That's coming in. Okay. So what is that book about? That's about branding in India. There are many uh, strange things about branding in India because of the conditions we have. Mm. So I was telling you earlier about this entire thing of uh, that the year in India is more important than the eye. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we trust our year much more. Mm. Nobody ever enters enters a long distance train without asking the TC. Nagpur ja hai ki nahi. Mm. Because it is written there. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So for instance, we had, it's very strange. It, it can happen only here. So we had this um, uh, brand called 501. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a blue bar. It, it was taken over by levers from Tata oil mills from Tomco. It's a, sorry, blue. Kapde th- ke liye. Yes. And yeah. in English, you've written fine out one. Okay. But on television, what do you do? Mm. Do you, when you're finally saying the brand name, do you say fine out one or do you say Ainati Unna, which is, or you say Patsuik or you say Patsuik in Gujarati, in Marathi, in Hindi? Mm. Because how does the consumer remember it? Mm-hmm. With the eyes or in the ears? And why does he have to remember by the ear? Because the consumer, she has to go to the shopkeeper and say. <laughs> exactly. So we had to say that in those many languages. Yeah. And I remember this and I'm sure you know this, this when this car was launched, the Palio. Yes. So the funny thing is my father-in-law, you know, who's a Punjabi so he actually used to call it polio. They said, Begal, polio gaadi, polio gaadi si hai? Then I realized that whichever idiot has decided to call that brand yeah. Palio in India did not know yeah. that most people will call it polio. <laughs> because polio was such a popular Absolutely. you know campaign yeah. Yeah. that everybody could only recall. So even when I look at that car, I always and I no wonder it didn't do well at yeah. all. Yeah. 
because the last thing you want to do is call your <laughs> <guy> polio. <laughs> yeah. So there are many such pictures. So the book has most of that in it, even though it has also stuff which is about mm. how social media has changed branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, how the millennial generation has changed branding. So there are all of that. You were fully also, August. So you were also involved in creating one of the other most iconic brands which every Indian has fa- has experienced which is Aadhaar. Yes, uh, yes. I think it is possibly the world's biggest database of people. Yeah. Uh, there are many good things about Aadhaar. Of course, there are certain things which needs to change. But how was that and how did you work with the government to come a strategy yeah. for that? No, it, it it is easily one of the two or three big satisfactory moments in life to be involved. It was a very small involvement, but still to be involved in something so big. So one of the things you learn from the government is they are not afraid of scale. Mm-hmm. To them, 100 crores and all is nothing. Yeah. And they say it is possible because they've done it so many times. So they, uh, Nandan, I knew from uh, Infosys because I had done work for Infosys. Mm-hmm. So he created this team of five people along with his own team. Um, and I was, you know, willingly, for some reason, <laughs> the chairman. And uh, we created the strategy, the mm. communication strategy, because there would be many people who would be cascading it across India. Mm-hmm. And part of that communication strategy went online as a brief for the logo. The name had come from a farmer in Rajasthan. Farmer in Rajasthan. Because when the concept was explained to him, he said, ye to zindagi ka aadhar ho. Mm. And then we all sat together and we brought, we got about 2,500 logos all over the world. We brought it down to six. And the reason Aadhar word was chosen over other names was... Because a... one of the peculiarities in India is when you choose a proper noun, um, the Sanskrit-based languages and Tamil don't match. Mm. Uh, this is one of the few words where Aadhar can support in Tamil and in oh. Malayalam or Marathi or Bengali. Wow, that, I didn't know that. Yes. It's a very unique word. Wow. So, so at one end, your entire brand and entrepreneurial <clears throat> journey as a CEO is going on. You parallelly have this spiritual journey. <laughs> so you've been going to Vipashana. all the Tiratsthans and <laughs> no, Vipassana. No, I don't go to Tiratsthans. No, I mean, you are Vipassana. In, I yeah, do Vipassana. Yeah. So how has that been now become part of your life? So you That's do, me, the individual. But Vipassana, you do every day, right? Every day an hour, yeah. But do you also go to the retreats where you are like doing 30-day Vipassana? We, you can't do, uh, you have to learn at least once for that 10 days. So I have been thrice, mm-hmm. but I do it every day now. So what do you, how do you basically keeping quiet for an hour? Is that what it is or? No, it is uh, first, I think you observe your breath and then you observe your body. So it very simply, it is, if you look at it, your mind is where your body is. I mean, most of us, mm-hmm. most of the time, if you're sitting somewhere, your mind is drifting into the past or the future. Exactly. I will do this. I will do that. She did this. She did that. It is never where your body is. So, when you sit for Vipassana, Vipassana means to see in detail. Mm-hmm. Pasha means to see in Sanskrit. Vipassana is to see in great detail. And out of all the other techniques, right, why did you zero into Vipassana? Exactly the same reason as J. Krishnamurti. No dogma. Mm. You don't have to believe in a guru. You don't have to believe in a 
कॉन्सेप्चुअल सिस्टम कि दिस फेलो इज अ योगी दीज आर द फाइव प्रिसेप्ट ऑफ योगा ऑल यू आर सींग इज सिट हियर क्वाइटली एंड आई टेल यू वॉट्स गोइंग टू हैपन टू Hmm. You know the other person who suddenly made vipassana very very popular Yuval. is Yuval Noah Harari, and he talks about it in his book Twenty One Lessons. Yeah, it's one of my favorite books. And again, I was surprised that you know at one he's talking about artificial yeah. intelligence and bots and how yeah. the world is going to end, and suddenly he says he does a hell of a lot. He does two months. Yeah, yeah, two two months. But I think more importantly, what I realized was that how. people are saying that the ultimate solution to save the world is vipassana so how would you explain that to somebody see it is what is you will saying he is saying that it lent him tremendous clarity and one of the ways i try to explain is that it because you are sitting there without reacting to pain or pleasure that's what you are doing when you are sitting you are not reacting you are not moving you are not if you have a sense of pain you just become aware of it if you have a sense of pleasure you just become aware of it it slows down and shows you all the starting points of everything that you suffer from mm. so my analogy is when you watch cricket and you have a decision to be made whether you have a sneakometer or you have whatever fundamentally you slow the whole action down mm. as the ball comes then did it touch etc the same thing happens in your brain mm instead of reacting to everything oh my god here's this traffic jam oh my god again she has called me oh my god that whole thing gets dismantled it mm. becomes much slower therefore it gives great clarity so the way i put it is that you need to get latency in your life beautiful so the problem of us is we all want to take quick decisions yes. so let's take you know quick decisions yeah. right now while so when i do meditation my whole goal is can i get 0.01 second latency absolutely between right. thought to action absolutely if right. you can get that latency some of the biggest organizations even in silicon valley now spend hours on mindfulness absolutely yeah so latency is really and i think the problem in today's world is that you know you think that every problem is a nail and every person <laughs> has a hammer Yes, and you know that's what we are trying to yeah. do. Yeah, I think a little bit of humility helps. <laughs> that I don't know. See, one of the great things was that when I went to Banaras, one of the things they told me was that here, as a teacher, you are allowed to say I don't know. Yeah, you should tell the truth. Like if somebody asks you, you say I don't know, and we'll find. Let's find out see, together. Saying that I don't know is a problem, right? That's yeah. what people think. Yes. That you know, they think that everything. In my role as a teacher, how yeah. can I say I don't know? Yeah. For me, everything is a nail, and I have a hammer, and I can strike it yeah, every time. Solve the problem. I can solve the problem instantly. The reality is, you can't. The Vishal Gondal Show will be right back after this break. Hey, Krupa, check out my beatboxing. Boots and cats and boots and cats. Come on, please stop. Cats, all right. Check out my singing. No, I'm serious. Stop. But why? Because you're genuinely bad. and because we've got actual talent to showcase presenting the atkt talent and podcast where i krupa and ip man chat with some immensely talented college students about the fun part of college like freshers life the music and poetry scene side hustles for college students and the not so fun like we are dress codes hostel deadlines 
and ragging. New episodes every Tuesday on the IVM podcast app, the IVM podcast website, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. Hey, Kupa, check out my poetry. Roses are red. No. Violets no, are blue. No, 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 no. You are special. So there is the spiritual side in you. There is this entrepreneur, creative genius. Now, how do you marry this with adventure, like rock climbing? I mean, you are always on the edge. <laughs> you are like, you know, like this is like the highest adrenaline sport with the most risks involved. You know, recently we had uh, Alex Arnold, the guy, the the Swiss guy, right? What? Uh, no, the, one is Alex Arnold who did uh, El Capitan Free. He climbed without any rope. No, but the other guy who died at uh, on Ulysses, yeah, Ulysses, Ulysses. Uh, he was the fastest climber. Yeah, he was called the Swiss the, machine. The Swiss machine, yes, the Swiss machine, and he could like climb. There Everest. is also Downwall. Downwall is available on Netflix. You should watch that. Exactly, exactly. So I'm from, saying that you know, like, but uh, let me tell you, contrary to belief, if you when you are climbing, you cannot have adrenaline. Mm. Your diaphragm will shut down. Oh. So <laughs> most of the time, in critical situations, you are. Dialing down your breathing. Yeah, actually, you need to. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But and you know, the one I'm doing, I I don't take any risks. So the one I'm doing, I'm always protected by a rope. I don't do free, except for a boulder. So mm. one of the high points, I think, are the two or three high points in my life was the satisfaction of facilitating the World Cup in bouldering in India two years in a row. Yeah, in in Navi Mumbai, in Goa, yeah. Navi Mumbai, Navi Mumbai. Yes, I've heard. And about, I wanted they to... were both voted the best of that year. Wow! Is there another event happening anytime soon? Now, not now, not okay. now. That was just amazing. The amount of I have never asked for money from anybody for that three months. I was like a beggar. I would at any party, I would just pull out this thing and say, "Please help. <laughs> we need money to have the World Cup." Okay. I mean, it went off beautifully. Wow. Wow, and it is now in the Olympics, by the way. Wow, bouldering is part of Olympics. No, world rock climbing. Oh, rock so climbing, all sorry. three disciplines: mm. there is speed, there is lead, and there is bouldering. All three are part of. So can Olympics. you can you give us a thirty second gyan on this whole sport of? I know not many people know about it. In yeah. India, especially. Yeah, uh, in it US, is, I have gone to many rock climbing yes, walls. There in every yes. city. It is easily the fastest growing sport on earth. Mm-hmm. The competition is for three disciplines. Bouldering means I think it's about, I might be wrong, but it's about fifteen feet, fifteen to twenty feet. There, there is no rope or anything. There is something called a crash pad below, and it's extremely complicated movements, very mm. difficult. You have to climb that, and then you jump off. There is no rope protect. And how do you know who's the winner of this? The fastest. Ah, uh, not only fastest out of say six routes. If you have finished all six, because most people can't finish all six, they have mm-hmm. extremely difficult moves, mm-hmm. and you have only a minute to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Got it. That is bouldering. Mm. Then there is speed climbing. So you are attached to a rope, and there is about forty feet distance. Mm-hmm. Both people start at the same time. Whoever reaches the top first is. Mm-hmm. You should see it. They they climb in three seconds, six mm-hmm. seconds. I mean, they climb faster than people run. Mm-hmm. That speed, and then there is lead. Where again, it's a difficult thing, but you, as you go up, you put your protection by yourself. Uh-huh. So you put the rope into the uh, piton as yeah, you go. So you keep going up and absolutely. So that's like actually climbing a mountain, yes. right? That's yes. how you because typically so lead, speed, and bouldering. Those are the three disciplines. And right now, where are the world champions coming from? 
unfortunately, what has happened is that each one had a specialist. So they now have to learn the others. Mm. Those who are very good at lead had not practiced speed. Mm. The, I think the greatest speed guys are from Russia. Mm. Uh, lead climbers are from Japan. Uh, I don't know about बट वी हैव सम ऑफ द बेस्ट क्लायर आई मीन हम्पी बदामी महाराष्ट्र मुंबई जस्ट फ्यू आवर्स फ्रॉम द सिटी यू हैव ट्रेल्स the best climbing oh. locations it's just that we have never gone beyond lonavala yeah, yeah. you know people are just you know they go to lonavala and, and now it's very that. easy because google maps tells you exactly where to go no no ab- absolutely right i mean it's so magical I and mean, if you see the photographs i have of all the mountains that all the hills and the forts that i've climbed it's magic you know and i think the the point is that you know this whole trekking and mountain climbing as a sport was never promoted because again their perception of risk hmm. you know and of course in your case it is not a unreal <laughs> perception you have had a 40 feet fall my friend yes it is all your devis from and all the gods <laughs> and all the spirituality which has put a cushion under you right how was that oh god that was like that is new... see when you are young you are immortal right yeah, i yeah. was just... bulletproof your bullet bulletproof so that was i think when i was uh, Uh, 18 or uh, 9 no 2021 maybe so we had gone uh, to mumra and i still remember uh, that one moment before i slipped uh, i could see the train this was at uh, mumra i said oh it's looking like a matchbox so titwala is also somewhere there right no mumra ke aage kaun sa kaun sa hai no Mumbra is on the Karzat side. Okay, Karzat yeah. side. Sorry, yeah. Mumbra is. I'm getting confused. Titwal, I think, would be towards Kasara. Yeah. So, uh, and the way I calculated the distance was, I said, I won't say those words here, but I said, "Effing B, hold it, man," to my friend who was holding the rope. Hmm. And I, as I was, and as I, he saved my life. Oh. Because he held on to the rope even though it was cutting his hand. Ah. so it kind of cushioned what finally happened but it broke the fall basically i mean i cratered what is called as cratered which means i hit the ground with force but we had something called an overhang which means you are going around a rock if he hadn't held that rope tight i would have turned upside down and hit my head hey da that day you happen. fell on your bump back right? on your bump at the back yeah <laughs> wow that is उंटेन क्लाइंबिंग इज डिफरेंट दैट 
in rock climbing there are not too many variables height, height is not that difficult. height is there hmm. all these guys were climbing 3500 feet without any rope hmm. but in uh, mountain climbing the variables are too yeah, many weather, the weather changes yeah. all of okay okay so okay some are in control but <laughs> yeah. still you know like i said it is it is a risky sport yeah but you know knowing you you don't think it is risky but that that's fine that's that's how you are while all this was happening you also ended up doing some other very interesting things especially on the educational side you are now going and teaching in places you're writing all these I books. used to I used to teach but I think I'm also now contribute so I'm still working with the Krishnamurti Foundation hmm. to create something unified for the whole world can we have a unified website can we have a unified look for mm-hmm. everything I work with two NGOs mm-hmm. one is Arpan which is about child sexual abuse one is protsahan which is unique because it uh, uses art and dance and theater and um music to heal young girls who have been through trauma wow so i help both of those things mm-hmm. i i have i i have lost count in how many places i have how many colleges i have talked about brands mm-hmm. no but like i said i think more than brands <laughs> I think you have a very unique perspective of the world uh the spiritual perspective the adventure perspective mm. and the experiential perspective brands are all about yes the experience the experience and how to sell that experience do you think combining this you could just make a new religion <laughs> i mean you anyway want to promote uh you know your whole shri krishna and that krishna whole, krishna murti foundation the branding guru in you do you need any new religion no i mean that, the the idea I, of the religion I, is no religion yeah. so when you become this I it's think like uh, that uh, the what is that the, the society called the uh, sorry i'm forgetting again blanking in the name the tom cruise is a part of that ha ha the religion what's it called the scientology 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 i think t ron hubbard is yeah. so guy. scientology is this religion which is like the new thing and all the celebrities are taking up scientology so right? there was this uh, very funny tweet where it said that iceland has named all religions as weapons of no, mass destruction yeah <laughs> so i don't think you need any more religions yeah no, so, so like, one of the things like scientology vishal, why can't you create something one of the things vishal i think is a deep down which is from my dad from krishnamurti that has come is that the individual is critical so if at all there is a focus and it would be about changing one individual and the individual that you can change the maximum is yourself mm-hmm. so you start with that no, but you, the same brand problem of tata you just said right tata has 60% market share and all these people are coming <laughs> so you have the same problem right you want to change the individual but this individual is, is affected by many things by yeah. so many things So that's what I'm saying. So how does the branding so and marketing? What, that's what I'm saying. That works. I'm doing it at an individual level. If a youngster comes, then I'm making sure that I'm accessible. Mm-hmm. I'm no, not. But, but uh, you can't do this for seven billion people individually. I right? don't want to. <laughs> There are enough gurus. No, no. I'm just saying that you know. Have you thought about somehow creating? I mean, using your branding so knowledge. So currently, the books are my vehicle. Okay. The books of fiction. and of course you know shows like this and of course oh, we are on Ranveer's show and I think yeah. this is where the new generation is going to get access to this. I think yeah. that's really truly which remarkable. is very uh, energizing because yeah. you know 
people say that they are, you know, wayward and this and that. But there are enough number who are really serious yeah. about it. Yeah. I think Not one thing which also is, you know, completely remarkable uh, of you, you know, every time I look at you, you look like this completely ripped. I'm sure you have six packs also. You're not just showing it right now to us. You're like this super fit, energetic, glow in your face, uh, all of that, you know. How do you take care of your health? I mean, you know, apart from meditation, what else do you do? You oh, are- I do a lot of, you know, I do at least 45 minutes to an hour because as I age, uh, the rock no, climate. you are reverse aging actually. <laughs> it leads to injuries. So I do about 45 minutes to an hour. I the, my staple is the Surya Namaskar. Wow. And how many Surya Namaskars do you do? You do 12. You, normally it is, unless you are some yogi, you, you don't, normally they say that don't overdo it. Mm. So do that. Then I do Shirshasan, Sarvangasan. These are supposed to be the Shirshasan, mother. Shirshasan, how long can you do Shirshasan? I can do for a long time, but I keep it to five minutes. Oh, I can do now 90 seconds. <laughs> I have been training for Shishasan. Okay. So, we so will soon have those a, are the two. We'll soon have a Shishasan competition. <laughs> so, those are the two mother and father. Sarvanga. Asana. Sarvang Sarvanga. and Shish is what I have been also told. So, Correct. I have started both. Wonderful. I have started both. Yeah. Because they affect your glandular system. That's the key. Absolutely. Yeah. So, then I mean, you do Mayurasan for your gut health. Mm-hmm. Then I do a lot of stuff for rock climbing, which is mm. basically core strength. And do you like go every weekend for rock Every climbing? weekend. And yes. where, where do you typically go? Belapur, uh, Burivli National Park. And how does a beginner start rock climbing? Like I want there to come are, one day. So yeah, sure, you... sure. There are uh, beginner's courses. We just finished one about in December. When is the next course coming up? I mean, and people here, please Google. Is there something people Google? What can yeah, they Google? Yeah, rock climbing courses. There are... Four or five big organizations which are active, which can... Mm. Your college has the yeah. most active... Yeah, there is a rock climbing wall in Pudar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there. There is a gentleman called Franco who is 68 and one of the best climbers in Mumbai. Franco. He is like a legend. Mm-hmm. So just go and start there. Wow, that's a good one. I didn't know that. I'll, I'll, I'll check that. So, there Franco. is a bouldering thing over mm. there and mm-hmm. he's there most of the time. That's amazing. Mm. So, when I look at him, I say... I shouldn't be feeling anything yeah. special about myself. If he at 68, he can do that. So one thing I really wanted to also touch upon recently, one of your business partners and of gain a legend in the advertising industry, Anand Halve, he passed on. Uh, and again, multiple health issues. And now you are seeing in your the whole environment around us, people are getting unhealthy. Yes. All the lifestyle issues are coming up. So... What are, you, what are your thoughts around this and how do you think people can change themselves? Like you, Anand was something, so somebody so close to you. Yeah. So why could you not influence him? I know. It's a very good question. I tried everything from trying to buy yoga bricks for him because he, he, he paid for heavy smoking, which he had stopped 25 years ago. Mm. He had, for 25 years, he hadn't touched it. But he never went out for walks or he he was not uh, that active. I tried many things, but mm. it didn't work. Um, I think the more pronounced the enemy gets, the greater urgency people will adopt. Mm-hmm. So when we did research for a oil brand, a motor oil brand, even the mechanics started saying that, sir, this pollution is disastrous. So wow. at all levels of society that air, water, food is polluted, 
the rising cost of uh, the rising incidence of cancer mm-hmm. the very fact that insurance companies now have cancer policies so these as the enemies grow i think people will become more urgent in the actions that they take mm-hmm. it is easily the biggest trend worldwide the whole notion of health how to look after yourself correct and you know already so you are fairly young now you have a long time to go so where do you see yourself uh, next 10 20 years what will mm, you be doing no idea apart from starting your own religion <laughs> which idea we've already given you and i'm sure your marketing brain has started working on it really no idea it could be a religion where one of the rituals is mountain climbing bouldering and you know like to there'll be like this big statue up aur usko jaane ke liye chadh ke jana padega fabulous i mean 40000 people correct, together correct. trying to climb correct no i have i have never planned i have not planned So the plan you have is that there is no plan. There is no plan. Be, uh, I, I think the big theme in my life is responsibility, not fear, not afraid of things. But uh, if I have taken the responsibility of this twenty-five people or thirty people, make sure my organization adds value to them. Mm-hmm. They will be able to survive their futures. Mm-hmm. Make sure I add value to my wife's life. She's. She's become a full-fledged naturalist. She looked after stray dogs for fifteen years. Wow! Now she works in a foundation that looks after tiger sanctuaries in Middle India. She's now interested in arachnology. She's interested in cosmos and all the things that NASA does. So to make sure that she plans to write a book on the in dog, which is the Indian native dog. Okay. Which is a different species. Oh, that's not the pariyar the pariyar pariya that's the pariyar pariya. but you don't now we have a proper name capital i capital n capital d in dog oh, in dog in dog yeah oh that's i didn't know that yeah so there are ways in which i can help her achieve those aims because they are really noble aims mm-hmm. spreading knowledge and things like that. those are roughly we have pets we have two dogs two cats wow and looking after them yeah that's that's a full time job yes that's an absolutely full time job so uh, imagine you have to you get a time machine and you had an ability to go in the past or in the future uh, where will you go what time and what will you be doing i don't know maybe in the future past i think let it be as it is it's not but you have you heard of aldous huxley no Aldous Huxley was one of the greatest thinkers of the 20th century. His brother was a paleontologist, brother or uncle, I don't know. He was very close to Krishnamurti. So he wrote this book Brave New World where he talked about how governments would take charge of individuals' life because the TV in the room would also be broadcasting what you're doing, which is roughly what is happening in internet. China, yeah. in internet. And everybody said this is such a dystopian sense of the world why didn't you write something more positive so he mm. wrote a book called island which is a very utopian sense of the world uh, so there is this tiny island and one uh, westerner gets uh, stranded and he is a surgeon and he and the king the king is a buddhist they create a society which is incredibly beautiful in this island on this island so hopefully If I had a time machine, maybe go to that island. 
Wow. Okay. So it also has rock climbers in the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that that's that's an interesting plan taking uh, the time machine to yeah. a rock climbing island in the yeah. future. So, on that note, what are the books you recommend people they should read for? Any any three books you would recommend people? Oh. Um I have done tons of fiction. I love my favorite author in fiction is a guy called Tom Robbins. Mm-hmm. A very niche guy. But he's the closest to my heart in terms of his beliefs, my beliefs, his writing style, everything. Um, if you want to read, if you're inclined towards understanding yourself and meaning like that, one great writer is Ken Wilber. Mm-hmm. He has a book called No Boundaries. One great writer is Alan Watts, who was the greatest translator of Eastern thought to the West. He has a book called The Book, which is very simple to remember. <laughs> the book. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, there is a Buddhist uh, gentleman who has written, Gunaratne, I think. Mm-hmm. He's written a beautiful book called Mindfulness in Plain English. Mm. It's beautiful. And remember, again, I'm saying this because all three have no dogma, mm. no superstructure of thought. Mm. It's plain English explaining everything from deep experience. Wow. Are you into music? No, that's only... I'm tone deaf. Tone deaf? Meaning I can't tell one note from the other and things like that. But I love rhythm. I mm. love... So how come music never... I mean, normally music becomes a part of yeah, creative it's, life, right? it's not. You're, it's a very good question. My sister plays the sitar and all of that. But I've never... Uh, I when I used to have a couple of drinks, I used to play the ghatam, but okay. that was more because they tolerated <laughs> <laughs> the noise than anything else. Okay. So, how can people enhance their creativity? If I want to be creative, what do I do? Or you have there is a day when somebody asked you, "Yeah, idea chahiye meko kal subeh tak." Yeah, yeah. We I had a partner who also passed away in 2016, Nalesh Patil, who used to uh, put an alarm clock. And you would say, okay, have you, you have briefed me now? How many ideas do you want in how much time? Hmm. And he would deliver. So there is uh, this, this is a self-created myth that you need time for. What we say is that uh, creation of an idea takes no time. It's like creation of a baby, right? You have an orgasm and there's hmm. babies conceived. Execution will always take time. Hmm. You will need nine months. Hmm. If you want to create the television commercial, that will take a month. But hmm. the idea can come in a Second, mm-hmm. what uh, if you want to be more creative? Fundamentally, there are differences in levels of creativity that people have. But 100% of the time, you can be more creative than what you are by avoiding the barriers. Mm. First barrier is comparison. He can do this, I can't. But he's built of a different DNA, you are built of a different DNA. So mm-hmm. one is comparison. Second is impatience, that I'm not getting the all creativity, all problem solution goes through five steps. There is no escape. Mm. So there is problem definition, ingestion, frustration, illumination, verification. Mm. There is no escape from these five steps if you want to come up with a great idea. Mm. So you have to go through that frustration stage where mm. you can't find a new solution. Got it. And three of your favorite campaigns. Could be yours, could be anybody else. Advertising campaigns. Yeah, yeah, brand advertising. India or anywhere? Anywhere, any, anywhere. Oh, anywhere then definitely uh, the Volkswagen work by Bernbach. It's, mm-hmm. it's probably the world's greatest. The um, one where the, the 
Wind Diesel. It's not Wind Diesel. Van Damme is no. That is that is recent. Oh, sorry, that is Volvo. Yeah, that's Volvo. Yeah. This, this is Volkswagen. Sorry, this ah, is nineteen sixty seventy. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, the apocryphal Apple TV commercial. Nineteen eighty four. Yeah, nineteen eighty four. Yeah. So that was a George Orwell novel. Nineteen eighty four. That was based on. In India, I think um, maybe Hamara Bajaj. Anything new? New, I think the Google ad, India-Pakistan Google ad, beautiful. Mm. Beautifully cast, beautifully shot, beautifully done. Wow. So that's... Have you seen the Google ad? Yeah. Because the product is interwoven. You don't suddenly have to start and say, scream that, oh, this is Google. Mm. It's already part of the story. It's endless. I mean, there are millions of. I'm I'm part of a, the marketing society of UK, mm-hmm. so I get to see many campaigns from around the world. So there are tons, tons of great work. So, what are the your favorite possessions? Since Krishnamurti didn't have any possessions, <laughs> definitely the Mac that so I you use. use. The Mac, okay. I carry that everywhere, mm-hmm. even on holidays. There's tons of things to do. Right. And my climbing shoes. Climbing shoes are always with you, huh? Yeah. I'll be in the car. Not now, but... So, uh, I had a friend uh, who was also on the show, Dr. Ashish Contractor. Uh, he carries his marathon running shoes and gear in his car. So, he's like, I'm going to the car driver and I start running from yeah. there. So, I... And uh, we are part of this thing called the Network One, which is a network of independent agencies. Mm-hmm. And they had a summit in London. And I took my shoes and I suddenly I found a friend mm. who was going to his gym. Mm. So I... Okay, chalo, climbing. Yeah. Karte. That's the way. Yeah. At least one thing is good that you can't go to the ground. Because you're going to go to the ground, right? Normally, everyone is going to go to the ground. For instance, in Calcutta, Calcutta, Linda's Calcutta and Linda's London were the only two offices mm. that had their own buildings. Ah. Linda's Calcutta was in a bungalow mm-hmm. and the creative room was upstairs on the first floor. Mm-hmm. So I had to go into the room from outside. <laughs> Amazing. No, but I think, uh, Kiran, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I have learned so many new things over here and I I hope the people listening to this, to this our conversation would have also benefited from it. Yeah. But I think one thing which I have learned from you and I think my takeaway is this quest for truth. Mm. I think what started for you at the age of 14 continues even today. Yes, even though it's you a got, process. Yeah. even though you got the answer that there is no truth, but still you are trying to find yeah. out that why is there no truth? Yeah, yeah. So I think the answer is always there, and I but think I think besides that, even an interaction with you, when you ask questions, I think I get to learn because every time I'm answering, I'm looking at what I'm thinking, right? No, no, that absolutely. itself is a learning thing for so me. like I said next time we are going to meet on top of a boulder where we'll be climbing together <laughs> anytime and, anytime and we will be talking about brands while discovering truth thanks a Fantastic. lot thank you very much Bye. thank you Sachin Tendulkar Virat Kohli 
Don Bradman and now Cyrus Brocha. Okay, probably not in the right company. I mean, Don Bradman is Australian. But it's called Cyrus Says. A wonderful show about everything. Find the show on the IVM Podcast app, ivmpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Cyrus Says is brought to you by Storytel. Keep in mind that if you go through storytell.com slash IVM, you get a 30-day free trial as against a 14-day free trial on the link. All right? It's very simple. All you got to do is log on to storytell.com slash IVM. Millions and millions and millions of stories, many written by me. Think fast. If I tell you I'm Parsi, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Dansak, I don't blame you. My name is Parzan Patel. You may know me as the Bavi Bride. Though I run a popular Parsi food blog, the truth is I didn't know anything about Parsi food until I got married. It was just my luck. It turned out to be your typical sadralega wearing, kawap khari eating Parsi boy. And the only thing I knew was dhansak, or rather how to eat it. But there's more to Parsi food than dhansak. And there is more to us than our obsession with eggs and our legendary rani cafes. Welcome to Not Just Dhansak, a fresh new show where I talk to friends, fellow bavas and Parsi entrepreneurs about all things bhonu, a little bit of history, a dash of bava madness and a lot of food talk. There's more to Parsis than meets the eye and there's certainly more to us than dhansak. Join me every Tuesday as I talk to some of my favorite Parsis in the food space in India and beyond. I am the Bavi Bride and this is not just dhansak.